there, and welcome to MoslaCast. This podcast series aims to provide relevant and realistic exam preparation for medical school clinical finals. The episode will feature a clinical scenario, followed by a seven-minute example history. Finally, as with the Mosler exam, there will be six minutes of discussion, with opportunities for you to pause the recording and test your own knowledge. If you'd like a full guide on how to get the most out of these podcasts, check out our Mosler Guide track. These cases are based on real examinations and are written by doctors with experience of Moslers. Enjoy and best of luck. This 69-year-old man has attended for a routine clinic appointment for a chronic medical condition. Please take a history focusing on the impact this condition has had on the patient's life. Hello, my name is Monica, a fifth-year medical student. Can I ask your name, please? Hi, Monica. My name is Chris. Thank you, Chris. I understand that you are here at clinic for an appointment about a long-term medical condition. Can you tell me a bit about it, please? Sure I can. I've had bother with my breathing for quite a long time now. Talk to me about this bother, please. Well, for the last 15 years, uh, I found it a lot harder to catch my breath. It means I can't do as much as I'd like, really. Okay, Chris. You've mentioned that this breathlessness is impacting on your daily life. I'm going to come back to that and ask you a few questions about it in a moment. First, however, I want to get a better idea as to some of the problems the shortness of breath has been giving you. Is that okay? Of course, yeah. So you've told me that this has been a problem for 15 years. Has it been the same for 15 years? No, 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 it's, uh, it's been getting slowly worse, I'm afraid. Are you breathless only when you move around, or is it when you're sat down and relaxed as well? Um, no, no, it's, uh, it's just when I'm up and about walking, really. Um, I don't walk about as much now. I see. How far could you walk now without becoming breathless? Well, uh, not, not far, really. Um, like down at the shop next door is a bit of a struggle. I mean, that's only about 200 yards away. Does the breathlessness change during any part of the day? Mm, no, no, it stays the same. Is there anything you can do to make it better? No, um, I have a few exercises that I've started to do, but they, they aren't helping much. OK, Chris. Do you mind if I ask about some of the other symptoms you may have been getting? Yeah, go ahead. Have you had a cough at all? Uh, ah, yeah, I've had a cough all the time, uh, but that, that doesn't bother me very much. I mean, you know, I'm used to that now. Do you ever bring anything up with the cough? Uh, not really, no. Um, sometimes just, like, some clear white stuff. Any blood? No, 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 nothing like that. No, I'd go straight to the doctor if I had anything like that. Have you lost any weight at all? <laughs> I wish. Uh, I've actually put some on. OK. And lastly, have you had any chest pain? Um, yeah, I do sometimes get chest pain, but, um, you know, I have angina, and I've heard that can cause chest pain. Oh, OK. Angina. What's the pain like? Oh, it's painful. OK, I'll be a little bit more specific. What kind of pain? Sharp or dull? Oh, I see what you mean, right. Um, well, it's kind of a dull, dull ear, yeah. It's kind of like around the left-hand side of my chest. Um, but, but I don't really get it very often, um... And like I said, you know, the GP kind of just tells me it's just angina. All right. So aside from the angina, do you have any other medical problems at all? 
Um, no, no, like I'm quite healthy, I reckon. Uh, it's just, you know, just this lung problem. I'm, I'm the angina. Okay. So do you take any regular medication? Uh, no, no, just just this way that I've got. Is that to help with the breathing? No, 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 it's for, uh, for the angina. Okay, thank you for clarifying that. Now you've told me that you've had this shortness of breath and a cough for 15 years. I'd like to ask you about how this has impacted on your life during that time, if that's okay. Um... Well, you know, I try not to let it get to me. Um, it does get me down a bit because I can't really kind of play with my grandkids because um, they want me to take them to football. But I try not to let it stop me doing things like, you know, like going for a few pints um, and maybe like a drive with a wife. You know, I didn't stop me that doing that. That's great. I'd like to understand a bit more about what you were thinking when this breathlessness first started. Was there anything in particular that you were worried about at the time? Um, yeah, yeah, actually, yes. Um, well, I ignored it a while, um, about a month or so. But then, at the same time, uh, my brother was diagnosed with uh, lung cancer, and that scared the life out of me. Uh, so I went straight to the GP when he got heard about that. I'm sorry to hear that happen to your family. So were you concerned that at the time that you may have lung cancer too? Oh, I, yeah, I was terrified. Uh, Mike got it, but he'd uh, been working on the shipyards all his life. And what about yourself? Where have you worked? Uh, well, I've worked in an office uh, that was for a betting company. Have you always worked in an office, Chris? Hi, uh, the shipyard. It was never my thing, like. All right. I'd just like to briefly ask you a few more questions to get to know you a little more, if that's OK. Aye, go ahead. Can I ask, do you smoke? No, no, I never smoked. Uh, it's just a horrible habit. All right. Do you happen to be allergic to anything? Uh, just penicillin. What happens when you take penicillin? Uh, well, like, I come out in a horrible red rush. Uh, it's not very nice. OK. Who's at home with you? Uh, it's just, just me and the wife. Uh, Sylvia's great, like, for helping me out, um, especially if I'm having a bad day with the breathing. So I'm, I'm pretty lucky to have her, actually, yeah. Do you ever have anyone else come in to help out? Uh, my son, like, he pops in from time to time, but uh, we do all right on our own. That's good to hear. So you've told me about some of the ways that you're able to cope with this long-term problem. Tell me, how do you expect this condition to change in the future? Um, well, like, all the doctors have told me is that it's uh, going to slowly get worse, like, but I don't know, I'm managing OK for now, so, like, I'm optimistic. I only retired last year, so I'm hoping to enjoy retirement for, like, you know, for quite a while, to be honest. How do you feel that your condition has changed in the last five years? Well, it's, uh, it's definitely gotten worse, you know, um... I used to only really notice the breathlessness if I walked really long distance or, you know, up some stairs, but now I can't even make it down to the shops in the street. You know, I'm pretty much housebound, really. How has this condition affected your life? I guess I've just kind of had to slowly adapt my life, really. Um, you know, I used to do a fair bit of walking, but as it got worse over the years, you know, the walks had to get a bit shorter. Um, we've looked into mobility scooter, you know, um, sometimes I actually struggle now with the stairs in my house. Um, like I said, I can make it to the shops, but it's still a bit of a struggle. Thank you very much for speaking to me, Chris. Please, could you summarise your findings and present a differential diagnosis for this respiratory problem? This is Chris, a 69-year-old retired bookkeeper who has presented with 15 years of progressively worsening dyspnea, accompanied by a dry cough and reduced exercise tolerance of 200 yards. He is a non-smoker and has angina. 
my differential diagnosis would indicate that this is a chronic respiratory condition. The most likely cause of this would be idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. However, it would be important to rule out malignancy due to his family history and obstructive lung pathology, such as COPD in this case. Thank you. What clinical findings would lead you to your chosen diagnosis? The most common discriminatory findings on examination for a patient with pulmonary fibrosis would be digital clubbing with diffuse fine inspiratory crackles alongside dyspnea and a dry cough. What initial investigations would you do with this patient? My investigations would be broken up into bedside tests, blood tests and scans. At the bedside, routine observations would be useful to ensure that the patient is hemodynamically stable. Following this, a sputum sample would be helpful in ruling out an infective lung pathology. This patient has had angina and chest pain, therefore an ECG would be indicated to help identify a cardiac cause of this breathlessness. Blood tests would also help to identify any acute infection, which would cause a raised white cell count and CRP. This patient may have anemia of chronic disease, therefore checking their haemoglobin would be relevant. Finally, more specialised blood tests, such as autoantibodies like rheumatoid factor, may indicate pulmonary fibrosis. Scans would include a chest x-ray. This is usually normal in pulmonary fibrosis, but would help to rule out malignant causes of breathlessness or infection. Late-stage fibrosis can feature honeycombing on a chest x-ray. The next scan to do would be a CT scan to assess the extent of disease. You mentioned that it's important to rule out COPD in this case. How would you differentiate between COPD and pulmonary fibrosis? Firstly, it would be useful to appreciate the clinical context. Chris is a non-smoker, so COPD is significantly less likely. Moreover, the progressive dyspnea and dry cough lends itself to a diagnosis of pulmonary fibrosis. Ultimately, however, lung function tests would differentiate between these two conditions. As pulmonary fibrosis is a restrictive lung condition, FEV1 to FEC ratio would be above 80%, whereas this would be reduced in COPD, an obstructive condition. Very good. How would you manage idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis? The management of pulmonary fibrosis can be broken down into conservative, medical and surgical. Conservative management is the most important initially. If the patient is a smoker, smoking cessation will have a profoundly positive effect on their morbidity and mortality. Pulmonary fibrosis can be caused by some medications, such as amiodarone, so stopping these would benefit management. Pulmonary rehabilitation, such as the exercises Chris is doing, will improve exercise tolerance and quality of life. What about medication? There is little evidence to suggest that a steroid inhaler therapy would provide benefit in pulmonary fibrosis. Immunosuppressants can sometimes be used, but are not as effective as conservative management. Oxygen therapy at home would be very useful. Are there any longer-term management that you know about? Yes, lung transplantation. However, these are reserved for patients with very few comorbidities and therefore are only indicated in a limited amount of patients. An appropriate long-term plan would be to discuss the patient's expectations with them. 
Older patients with severe dyspnea tend to have poorer outcomes. It may therefore be appropriate to discuss physiotherapy, rehabilitation and ultimately end-of-life care. In all, a multidisciplinary team approach would help improve quality of life for Chris, with input with chest physio, community rehabilitation, his GP, psychologists if relevant, and hospice care. Thank you very much. MoslerCast is created by MediSense. You can find more MoslerCasts on our website, www.medisense.org.uk. Thanks for listening.